You are listening to the Asking for a Friend podcast, an elder-led ministry of Believers Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and knowledge of God's people. My name is Jason Rowland. Thank you for listening in wherever you may be and whoever you may be. And may the Lord bless this episode of the Asking for a Friend podcast to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth. Joining me on the podcast today is one of our elders, Philip Castleton. And Philip, we have been in the Gospel of Matthew through uh, all the month of July of 2021 and into, I'm sorry, the month of June of 2021 and the month of September of 2021. We just got through doing an episode on Matthew chapter 12, and now we want to come to Matthew chapter 13, and we want to ask the question, why did Jesus speak in parables? Why did Jesus speak in parables. So let's think for a minute and go back to the fact that Matthew is setting up the gospel that he has written as Jesus being the king. And we laid that out as clearly as we could in a previous episode. And we come to chapter 12, and the king is being totally rejected. Mm-hmm. The, t- the king and the kingdom have been rejected by the spiritual leaders. They're asking for signs. They're saying that he does what he does by the power of Beelzebub. And so now Jesus has pronounced condemnation upon them for their refusal to hear, for their unwillingness to accept him as the king, their unwillingness to accept the kingdom. And so now he is going to say some things through parables that will uh, help solidify the condemnation of these religious leaders in that day who had rejected the king and the kingdom. So let me begin reading here in verse 1 of chapter 13 of Matthew's gospel. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables. So I'll stop right there, because that sets the text up. Mm -hmm. And we come to verse 10. Then the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Right. So let's let's stop there and, and kind of work through this text, and we can add additional verses as we talk through it, uh, Philip. But mm-hmm. um, there's there's several reasons that are laid out in this chapter mm-hmm. why Jesus spoke to him in parables, and I think this is a beginning of that. Uh, it's been given to those who are willing to hear and to listen. It's been given to those who. Um, are having a relationship with him because we just looked at chapter 12 in a prior episode right. and saw that the problem was that there's no epi- there's no relationship with Jesus just just morality and so these then have a moralistic rejection of the truth but then there are others who it has been given that they should hear and understand 
Mm-hmm. And so this is, the, I think, as I said, the beginning of what it is to understand why the parables, because Jesus is going to speak in such a way that his people, his subjects in the kingdom, understand him as the king mm-hmm. and understand what he demands, understand what it is to have a relationship with him. And so the, um, the, the, the text then goes a little further and talks about the ones who are rejecting he says in verse 13, this is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. So it's not only that we have some that it is given to to understand the parables, but we have this other group that can't. Right. It's been withheld from them. Right. And and ultimately, he's going to quote Isaiah here. He says, indeed, their case, in, in their case, they're talking about these Pharisees, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, right? Now, remember that this picture of Isaiah 6, where th- this prophet has um, been given really his commission to be a prophet, right? Mm-hmm. He's been purged of his sin, this picture of the call. He's seen Jesus. He's seen the angels flying back and forth saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And and, and this whole scene, and then he, in, in the context of seeing God's holiness and recognizing his own sinfulness, at one point he hears you know, the voice of the Lord say, whom shall I send? And he says, Send me. And he says, okay, I'm going to send you to a people who will not hear and who will not see. And he tells them, go preach to this people, right? Right. That will not hear and will not see. And then he says, you're that people. That's what we get in Matthew here. You're the people, Matthew, that Isaiah was told to preach to. You will indeed (coughs) hear, it says in verse 14, but never understand. You will indeed see but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed. Look at that. Their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Here's what he's saying. I have closed your eyes. But why have I closed your eyes? Because you put your hand over your eyes. I did close your ears, but why? Because you stuck your fingers in your ears. Right. You said, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to see this. I don't want to turn. I don't want to repent. I don't want to be healed. I, d- I love my sin and I want to stay in it. And God said, okay, I'm going to turn off the lights and I'm going to turn off the sound. Really? Yes. This is a condemnation to that extent. And here is God saying, I will not give you the truth because you have proven and hate it. Right. And right at the end of chapter 12, we have those who are Jesus's mother and brother and sister, those who are willing to hear. Not that he's rejecting his biological family, but he is saying those who hear and obey, those are the ones who are the kingdom citizens. And these then are the ones that are going to respond to the parables as Jesus speaks these things. These are the ones actually that become citizens of the kingdom Mm -hmm. because you Jews have rejected it. You've rejected the kingdom. Right. Right. The kingdom's here. Right. In fact, that's been Jesus's and John's um, preaching from the beginning, right? Right. The kingdom is here. It's now. Right. Repent and believe the gospel. And they have said no. Right. Now, in the context of this, Jesus tells the parable of the sower, where the sower sows the seed, and some of the seed falls on uh, rocky ground or uh, ground that um, is shallow or ground that has 
thorns and thistles and the seed sprouts and it's choked up and then some of the seed falls on good ground. Mm-hmm. So the the ones who are hearing and believing are the ones who the seed is having effect upon. Right. And this is what Jesus explains in the context of Matthew chapter 13 to the disciples. These are the ones who are given to hear and understand the parables. And he talks about the parable of the weeds here. Mm-hmm. He talks about the mustard seed and the leaven. Right. And all of these then solidify what we're saying. The reason that Jesus talked in parables was to condemn those who rejected mm-hmm. and to affirm or teach or to bless those who were willing yeah. to accept. There's actually a couple other reasons yes. in this text. Yes. One of which is that through the speaking in parables, he actually confirms his identity as the Messiah. And one, because if you look at verse 34, right. it says, All these things Jesus said to the crowds in parables. Indeed, he said nothing to them without a parable. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. I will open my mouth. He's talking about the coming Messiah. In parables, I will utter what has been hidden since the foundation of the world. So Jesus is, in essence, by speaking these parables, says, I am the fulfillment of Psalm 78. Right. I'm the one Psalm 78 was talking about. I am the Messiah. Right. 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 So there's a sense in which he spoke in parables as a condemnation, an act of judgment against unbelieving Israel. Right. Right. And he says, and by the way, I also spoke to confirm my identity as the Messiah promised in Psalm. Yes. And then there's actually uh, one more reason in, in verse 51. It confirms faith in the believers, like you've already said, right? right? Those who've been given eyes and ears, those who've obeyed, those who have, who have longed for and have accepted Christ in the context of, here's Jesus, here's the king, the kingdom is here. I, I, you know, I see who he is and I've, I, I acknowledge that that's who he is. In verse 51, he asked the disciples, have you understood all these things? And they said, yes. And he says to them, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom is heaven. It's like a master of house who brings out of his treasure, what is old and what is new. So in, in a real sense, the parables are a confirmation of their faith, mm-hmm. right? They have understood. That's evidence that they belong, right? right? That they've gotten, they've seen this picture <laughs> unfold as, as, as Christ has explained. Right. And so this training that every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom mm-hmm. of heaven is like the master of the house. Uh, that is this, the parables train, teach, um, correct, reproof, um, Train in righteousness, right. if you will, yeah. just as we read in Timothy that what the Word of God does. So all of these reasons, I think, certainly give us um, understanding as to why Jesus would speak in parables. Can we go back a little bit further? Yes. Because all of this, just to show that all of this is consistent, the argument's consistent, go all the way back to chapter 11. You know, remember last, in the, the last podcast, we actually was in chapter 12. But if you go all the way back to chapter 11, we see the same kind of condemnation. Begin in verse 25. At this time, Jesus declared, I thank you. Remember, he has just, actually go back to verse 20. He began to denounce the cities where his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin, right? Woe to you, Bethsaida. He's going to say again, um, you know, about Capernaum. Woe to you, Capernaum, right? Because they will not repent. Verse 25, at this time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Right. He's not actually talking about little children. He's talking about his believers. Right. Right. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by the Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone whom the Son chooses to reveal. And then he says to all those whom the Son has revealed, come. Right. Come, 
you who labor and are heavy laden. So we see this picture of, again, the condemnation of, of Christ against those who refuse to hear and repent and, and be a part of the kingdom. And to those who have been given ears to hear and eyes to see, he says, come. Right. You come, I'll take that burden. I'll lift your sin. I'll give you righteousness, right? Okay. This is the picture unfolding. So we can see even as early as chapter 11, mm-hmm. we see this condemnation beginning, mm-hmm. right? right? That follows through into chapter 12 and follows through into chapter 13 when we see the parables being unfolded. Right, because in chapters 8, 9, and 10, we have this this growing um, opposition against Jesus that right. becomes more and more evident to the fact that we finally come to a head in in chapter 12 where they accuse him of casting out demons by Beelzebub. So then the parables, I think, through church history, Philip, have been probably um, some of the most beloved of all the uh, New Testament writings. Uh, The parables have been understood um, as um, being helpful in the way that we understand how it is to live the Christian life. For example, the the parable of the Good Samaritan, uh, who is our neighbor. Um, we, we have, through church history, and probably more uh, in, in recent time, um, taken the parables and, and, and perhaps misinterpreted or misapplied or taken them out of context so that they lose something. Uh, we don't want to understand the parables just as a parable that is outside of the context in which it would be spoken. Yeah, we, we tend to allegorize them most of the time, and right. we want to give every word or every phrase some kind of meaning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ultimately, all these parables are, are teaching us something about salvation in the kingdom, right? but um, but they're all ultimately spoken to edify believers and to further condemn unbelievers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he tells us specifically. Mm-hmm. So when we, um, so yeah, we, we have tend to, um, I think, n- miss the point. You know, the, these, these parables are given in the context of this book. Right. Right? They're, they're spelled out to teach us something about, you know, about it all. And I think we have removed them from that for the most part. And and like I said, I think that we do what we do with most, even like Old Testament stories. We tend to just spiritualize them and um, allegorize them and, and try to, um, you know, figure out a way to make yourself the good soil. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Or, 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 or the good Samaritan. Yeah, or the good fish. Or, you know, right, right. How, can I, how can I go from being a bad fish to a good fish? Or, right, right. You know, that kind of thing. And, right. And I, I think that we miss, we miss the point of it right, most of right. the time. So perhaps we could talk more about that in another podcast in the future. But um, the point is that um, Jesus spoke in parable for these reasons that uh, it affirms those who are his. It condemns those who are not. It is a teaching in righteousness for those who are his. It confirms him as the true Messiah, the promised Messiah, the promised king. So all of these would be reasons to understand why Jesus spoke in parables. So we pray that this has been helpful for you as you listen and pray again that all of the podcasts that we do for the Asking for a Friend podcast or all the episodes, I should say, would be helpful to you. And thank you again for listening. And again, if you um, want to uh, review or share or uh, rate us, we would appreciate any way that... um, You can come alongside and help and move this podcast down the line so that others might be blessed as well. 
Amen. Amen.